Welcome back to Modern Day Disciples. AKA MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. My name is Kevin Bernaga. I'm the youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in San Jose, California. And my name is Ana Fuentes. I'm the youth minister at St. Anthony Parish in San Jose, California. It's been a while, dude. Dude, it's been a while. We miss you guys. We definitely miss you all. <laughs> we saw we haven't posted in a few weeks, um, uh, but happy Easter. Happy Easter. Absolutely. Happy, happy Holy Week. Yes. Uh, happy Divine Mercy Sunday. <laughs> what else did we miss? Um, I think that's, I that's, think it, that's it. That's it. Um, I hope all you guys it. had a very blessed Easter Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, and got to celebrate in the in the hope of the the risen Christ. Uh, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Shout out! Shout out to Jesus. We we love that guy. Uh, that's that's why we do what we do. Absolutely. So it's been a few weeks, dude. What's going? What's been going? What's been going on in the world? Yeah. So um, for those that aren't living under a rock, um, <laughs> lots lots has been happening. Absolutely. Um, Actually, as we're recording it the week that this has happened, um, the Derek Chauvin trial came to a head. And for those who are aware of what happened a year ago um, in May, um, George Floyd was sadly, brutally murdered. Um, he was, it's, 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 hard, it's hard to talk, to it, talk about it in this way because we want to do it justice. and. The whole world, it, it, was, it was seen across the world, the, this, this video that went viral of his death on camera as Derek Chauvin, the police officer at the time, knelt on his neck and, and brutally killed him. Yeah. Um, the verdict of that trial was released um, the week that we're recording this and he was guilty on all three charges. He was found guilty on all three charges. And what struck me most about this, um, this is something that has been on our hearts and minds this past year as the Black Lives Matter movement um, came to mainstream media. For those that have been about this movement, it started in 2014, 2013 actually, the Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter movement um, with, Trayvon, with Trayvon Martin. It started with Eric Garner, uh, countless names who have been murdered at the hands of police. And for, for the first time, I think in a, in a while, it did feel like more people were watching, that the world was watching. And yeah. there was, on the one hand, a collective sigh of relief that Derek Chauvin was uh, held accountable um, for, for this brutality, for this act of violence that he committed. Uh, and at the same time, I, I only speak personally, um, I think it was, it was difficult too, because it's funny, my mom texted me right when it happened and she was like, mm. guilty, 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 like all these exclamation points. And I was yeah. like, this is the bare minimum accountability. Um, there are so many others that have died and, and continue to, to suffer at the hands of police brutality. And uh, I actually shared, shared this with Kevin uh, yeah. um, about a week ago is that, I, I don't know if I should share it on the podcast, you guys might go watch the video. Um, <laughs> but I wrote a paper in college uh, mm -hmm. on the intersectionality of theology and the Black Lives Matter movement. And one of the things that I said, I made a YouTube video about it too. Please don't go find it. <laughs> If you want it, it will hit not, me up. It will not be linked. It will not be linked. Um, it's really well done. It's Can I just say it's really good? Well, thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. I, I look like a baby in that video. It's kind of <laughs> embarrassing. It's okay. Um, but the, the kind of the premise of that video that I make was that Jesus would be saying Black Lives Matter because Jesus said Samaritan Lives Matter. Jesus was on the side of the marginalized. He stood with those that were oppressed. And... It is a travesty that this was the first time a cop has been convicted of murder in Minneapolis since 2006 or 2005. Mm -hmm. And there have been, 
I want to say it was it was 15,000 or 16,000 police killings across the country in that time. Like, if this is a pro-life issue. We should honor the dignity and the, the sanctity of human life, and, and that's um, from, from conception to natural death. And we as Catholics, if we're called to um, speak justice into the pro-life movement, racism, police brutality, all of this should be part of that pro-life movement. Yes. Sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really going off and it's something that I'm passionate about and I think it's something that's important for us to talk about. Um, even if we don't know how to talk about it, starting is really important. Yes, no, absolutely. I, I'm, I, and I know I'm just like staring and quiet, but I just, I'm just reflecting on all, of, on all of that, you know, and it's just, it's, it's ridiculous that sometimes, um, you know, when, when they first, ha or when the recent events just uh, occurred last year, last May, with George Floyd and his, and his murder, um, the Pope did speak out, you know, and mm. he spoke out against the racism of, or the sin of racism. Yeah, and, and he did say, you know, in a statement that we can't go about, especially in the U.S., in the church in the U.S., promoting pro-life um, when we're only single-handedly thinking about abortion, which is an important topic, but we can't turn our blind, like, we can't turn a blind eye to, to this, you know, and we can't say we're pro-life, stop this, and, and just be like, you know, it, it, all lives matter, you know, yeah. we, like, we can't say that black lives matter, um, so it's just... Like we need to say Black Lives Matter and, mm -hmm. and for those and I hate that this is even controversial. Yes. I hate that saying Black Lives Matter has become controversial for some. I know it's not controversial for everyone. Um, and for those like you kind of alluded to, but for those that say all lives matter, all lives can't matter unless Black, Black Lives, lives matter. matter. Absolutely. And the analogy that I've always heard is a great analogy is that if there was a neighborhood and a house was on fire, you wouldn't call the fire department to spray water on every house. You would call the fire department to hose down the houses on fire, the house mm -hmm. that is hurting, the house that needs the help. And it's like, by saying like, oh, all, all houses matter, yeah. all houses matter. It's like, no, the one that is being attacked right now, the one that is burning to the ground right now, they need the help, mm -hmm. they need the water. So us saying Black Lives Matter is not controversial. Because and we know that all lives matter, we're pro-life. But all lives can't matter until Black, Black lives, lives matter. matter. And I saw this on a, a video, I think it was on TikTok or something, of a Christian pastor, and it really touched me because, like going what you, like going back to what you said about Jesus saying would be saying Black Lives Matter, right? Um, those people that are saying you know Black lives don't matter, all lives matter. Um, it's like imagine you're sitting on the Sermon of the Mount, and Jesus looks to you and he goes, "Blessed are the poor in spirit." No, You're Jesus, like, blessed no. are all people. Blessed, blessed are, are all people, people Jesus. Jesus. That doesn't make sense. No. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> what? Can like, you imagine how ridiculous that would be? Yeah. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Like no. he, he, Jesus was on the side of, the, uh, of those that needed it most. And he, he had a heart for the poor. Um, look up Catholic social teaching. Look up mm -hmm. preferential option for the poor. Um, this is biblical. And if this is not something that you've explored in your Catholic faith, uh, if you've explored in your Christian faith, do it, please. Um, and I'm, I'm glad, as terrible as the circumstances are for us to have this conversation, um, I'm glad we are having this conversation. Yes, absolutely. And so the um, going back to the verdict of guilty this week, it is that first step that, I mean, it's, it was a relief, you know, when yeah, I, I think everybody was watching it live. I know some of my youth um, 
when they they were in class and the uh, the teachers actually just stopped just to just to hear the verdict and to talk about it as a class which is great um but it's it's just the beginning you know like it can't it can't stop here like it's yeah. this is a step in the right direction but we need to do more to enact justice in our society absolutely of course the the verdict of this trial doesn't solve anything it doesn't end racism yeah. um but it is a step it is a step in the right direction a much needed step and even if it is uh, bare minimum accountability right now, um, it is one step in the fight towards justice. Yeah. And yeah, we're, we're happy to talk about it. Um, yeah, with that, let's, let's get into our episode. Uh, Kev, do you mind leading us in prayer? I'd love to. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so let's center our hearts and minds and remember that we are always in the holy and loving presence of our God. We pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you are so good, Lord. You are the source of all that is good, beautiful, and true. We thank you, Lord, for this Easter season. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings you bestowed upon us in our lives, in our social lives, family, and work lives, Lord. Continue to bless us and be with us as we um, continue this conversation. Um, and on this episode, Lord, we ask you to bless our guests and our ministry of Modern Day Disciples as we continue to spread your love um, through this podcast. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Drop that beat, though. And we're back with season three, episode three. Ooh, that's like that's like Trinity on Trinity. It is bro. three on three on three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of the Trinity and and being united by the Trinity, being united um, by believing in the Trinity, mm -hmm. we have something different this week. I'm so excited for this episode. We are making history yet again <laughs> um, with the first. I they're 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 non-Catholic. Well, kind of. So I like what does to call that mean? them. I like to call them, or at least one of them, a hybrid Catholic. Okay. Um, <laughs> but this is the first time we're going to have ecumenical conversations on MDD. We're going to be talking to our Protestant brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. and and see what's up. See what see see what we can connect on. Is there a connection? Is there any connection at all? Watch and find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is with great honor that I introduce that we introduce these very dear friends of mine mark and genevieve rogers <laughs> and baby is that a oh, is that a little sorry. bebe too this is ella oh, she's hi, ella. eight weeks old seven weeks old oh my goodness, oh my goodness. our youngest guest on the podcast ever. yes <laughs> we're making history so much history <laughs> <laughs> well welcome guys we're so happy to have you here we're really honored to be here yeah, thank you for having us. um so mark uh, Rogers has been doing ministry for 13 years, uh, three of those years being a spirituality facilitator at Santa Clara University. Go Broncos. Um, go and every school. Go every school. <laughs> and currently attends the River Church community in San Jose, California. And his better half, Genevieve <laughs> Rogers, has been doing ministry for 11 years and also spent three years with Mark as a spirituality facilitator at SCU. Go Broncos. Uh, they both attend pause a protestant church no i'm kidding no. they attend <laughs> they do but it's called the river church sure. community in san jose california yes welcome guys, welcome, guys. thank you thank you so okay i 
Um, how would you guys define your faith? Like when people ask you like, what, what religion do you practice? Or mm -hmm. like, how, how would you define your guys' faith? What would you answer if someone was like, oh, do you have a religion? So Anna likes to call me a hybrid Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I say it lovingly, I promise. <laughs> but I define myself as Catholic. Oh. So, yep. Wow. Oh my gosh. I, you know? I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't even know. So even when I'm in Protestant circles in our small group and the topic comes up, I will tell everybody that I'm Catholic. Them roots go deep. That's awesome. Do, do you get any reactions? Or like, oh, like. Sometimes, okay. A lot Just of times, there's also people who were raised in the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. so then we connect in some way. Bond over that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Mark, how do you define yourself? Uh, generally Christian, Protestant. Mm -hmm. um, I know when I was, you know, filling out my Facebook religious views. <laughs> oh, online. oh, very serious. Very, very important serious. bio. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like the most important part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I put like follower of Jesus, I think. Okay. And, yeah, that's the way I like to look at myself, you know, trying Straight to walk up. in the footsteps of Jesus. I love that. Respect it, respect it. Wait, just so everyone can, the audience can see, like, <laughs> there's some connection here. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I forget that you don't know them like I know them. <laughs> yes. Um, how, Anna, how long have you known this beautiful couple? So I met, I met Genevieve my freshman year of college. This is 2012 in the fall, fall of 2012. Mm -hmm. And then I met Mark shortly afterwards because he was studying abroad in Spain during oh, fall quarter. Nice. Um, and so I guess that's we're coming up on nine years of friendship. Like 2012. Oh my! Wow. I, that's a lot of life. <laughs> you know that that's like, that's a relation, that's a friendship that that's a friend is just going forever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and these are also, for those that don't know, these are also the parents of my godson. <gasps> so, Nina um, Anna. <laughs> Nina Anna. So, so hopefully we will hear from Lucas at Baby Life Coach on Instagram a little later. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for, um, for our guests really quick. Um, and just because it's in my head right now. Um, what what was the moment or why did you pick Anna to oh. be the godmother of your child? I don't even know this. Well. <laughs> Sorry to just <laughs> kind of jump that on you. We love Anna Mary. for a lot of reasons. We ad really admire her faith and how far she's grown Absolutely. since her freshman year of college <laughs> when I first met her. Um, oh, yikes. Let's not talk about freshman <laughs> Anna. <laughs> but honestly, she has come so far and mm. her faith and her trust in God and um, her, faith, her faith is really obvious in yeah. who she is as a person. Amen. And um, that's just really, really clear to us. And because of that we thought she would be a great influence on mm. our son and be able to walk him through the catholic faith and learn about jesus and learn about god amen and she's really cool yeah <laughs> is that a prerequisite i don't know I didn't have that's a prerequisite for being I, a godparent you have to have be really a, cool <laughs> i didn't have godparents growing up so it was a new thing to me you know so I, I was excited to learn about it and it's awesome to have people to journey through life um, with our kids, so absolutely, and now she's stuck with us forever. So. <laughs> I'm stuck with them for life, and I couldn't be more happy about it. You're gonna great get me choice, emotional great over choice. here. <laughs> oh, that's that is oh, oh. Thank you guys. Thank you for that. I I I'm trying to like focus and like oh we're supposed to host a podcast and not just be emotional and talk about our feelings. We haven't <laughs> cried on an episode in like a while. So. We haven't. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> if Genevieve keeps looking at me like that, I might cry. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, these are these are wonderful friends of mine, and it's such mm. an honor to to talk with them and have this conversation in this capacity. Because 
I've known them for so long and not only have have they seen growth in me which is crazy because sometimes you don't see growth in yourself Mm. um but i've seen them grow up as well um and grow together as a couple um pursuing the vocation of marriage pursuing the vocation of being parents and raising a family and it is such an honor to to be a godson to lucas who's who's now two years old Um, i still remember the first time i held him and crying because it was it was like seeing a glimpse of heaven um and yeah, I, I, I pray I pray for him daily, and I, I, I still feel so honored to, to, be, to be his godmother. I'm so happy to have you guys here, and I'm so excited to get to know you guys a little bit more. I've heard Anna's spoken all good things, all great things over the years, um, <laughs> so it's really exciting. We're really excited to have this. So we want to jump into to some fun facts about you guys. You may have done a little research. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> can, we, can we camera over to them the way they looked at each other? They're like, oh, no. <laughs> All right. So we're, so we're going to run through uh, a few things and maybe ask, ask a few questions. Um, Kev, what's, who, should we, who should we grill first? Um, let's go with, let's, let's, start with, let's start with Mark. Let's okay. Let's start with Mark. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. So, so word on the street is you are a super fan of Lecrae. Your Instagram username is actually Mark Rogers Uno Uno Seis. For those that know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know. And if you don't know, you'll never know. <laughs> All right. What's your What's your favorite Lecrae song? Oh man, uh, that's that's really hard. Um, lately. Uh, I've been listening a lot to his most recent song, Zombie. I really like that song. Okay. But probably overall, my favorite song is, um, like, you know, Don't Waste Your Life. Ooh. Why, do you, why do you like that song? I could have said that. It was just yeah. like, in, in high school, <laughs> that song was, like, very uh, Im- impactful on my own spiritual development and growth. Like, mm. I would say Lecrae is one of the people that has inspired and helped my faith develop, like, as much as many many people i feel like I, in high school it's like my youth pastor my youth group my parents and then like lecrae and one six click were shaped a lot of me nice. um but for even his own journey from being in like very evangelical circles to branching out and trying to be more open to reaching the world mm-hmm. and all the backlash he got to speaking out about justice all those things that's amazing like, um, yeah i continue to be inspired by him so that's awesome i got lecrae yeah. So we also um, may 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 have done some research and found out that you are a, a spoken word enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually have a video. I don't oh know if no. we can pull it up. Can we? Can we pull it up? People a day would stop and say, "Mark, are you okay?" I'd say I'm good. It doesn't hurt. But thank you so much for your concern. The love and compassion lifted my spirit, and it made me wonder if we saw black eyes and bruises on people's hearts. Would we be more loving to one another? Ooh, bars. Freaking bars. And looked into the soul, I think we'd live with more compassion. And with our words, we'd be more careful. If we saw bruises on friends' hearts, past a smiling facade, I think we'd realize that very often our hearts hurt a lot. Mm. So let's Dude. adjust our focus. Zoom in past appearance. Then maybe we notice our friend's heart and their spirit. See, Jesus, he taught about the good Samaritan who stopped when everyone passed by. The hurting man on the side of the road, alone, left to die. Mm. So will we notice, will we stop and say, how are you really doing? Because sometimes I'm fine, but sometimes I find that I am that man on the side of the road dying inside. 
Sometimes in class it's hard to focus because inside my heart is broken. Concerned for my family missing a girl or just angry at injustice in this world. At times I feel doubtful, hurt, and lonely. I just want a friend to care for and know me. And our culture creates superficial emphasis on external things we need, but I deeply hunger for honesty and authenticity. When I look at Jesus, he exemplifies being real and deep. He discerned humility from pride, truth from a lie, and see inside the heart so people have nothing to hide. Jesus reminds us that it's not how we appear, but the heart that matters. So let's try to know one another deeper and start a new pattern. Yeah, I know we're all busy and have lots of things to do, but how about just once a day let's stop and ask truly, how are you? Because being real about how we're feeling is a first step for healing. So let's open up to a friend, stop needing to pretend. Because Jesus commanded us to love one another as he first loved us. And care for the heart, so let's do our part and start looking deeper. Ooh. Wow. Okay, Mark. Okay, Mark. So this is one of my first impressions of Mark. Um, this was at Love Jones. I want to say winter quarter, right? Yeah, Were you there? So. Yeah, she I was recorded there. the video, I think. Did I record that one? I don't know. I don't know. I, reco- I recorded a lot of videos from that Love Jones, but... Um, yeah, that was one of my first impressions. And Genevieve, did you, were you in the audience having heart eyes? <laughs> I don't know. What month was it? <laughs> <laughs> Is that oh a little gosh. shade? <laughs> a little. <laughs> oh, the tea is piping hot. <laughs> I think we were dating at that point. I think so. Because <laughs> <laughs> of winter quarter. Maybe. <laughs> Depends on when winter quarter. <laughs> All right. Um, so what, what, what do you have to say about that time in your life, Mark? About uh, the, spoken the word in general, word. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed hip hop, but I was not a good rapper, and I have n- cannot sing. And so he I has thought, a new rap song out, by the way. No, no, it's it's a, don't look it up. Um, but Wait, a new is this one? Mono? <laughs> Mono. Yeah, Mono's. <laughs> <laughs> Mono's. My brother, three brothers. We and do I have Mono's queued up <laughs> if we want to watch it later. <laughs> my three brothers this and I made a rap song. This is much better than Mono. Yeah, this is like I'm. I'm fine with this being out in the world. Um, Mono's is good too, but like no I just, shade. I'm just not a good rapper. Um, <laughs> Your brothers are gonna watch this. I know, but I, I love Mono's, but like I'm just not promoting my rap skills. Um, <laughs> spoken word, spoken word. Yeah, so spoken word, you know, and and there's a big audience. Those Love Jones, I think, was like. Three, four hundred people packed wow. in there, and, yeah. and I—it's a, it's a big. I felt like it was event. a good opportunity to, um, you know, write some meaningful words, share my heart, and and share the love of Jesus with other people. You know, I definitely was very bold in um, my my poems. I actually took a poetry class, and wow. I wrote some poetry, and we would read it as a class around a circle. And one time, and then people would give comments. <laughs> and one comment I got on one of my poems was like, subtle as a brick to the head. So <laughs> that was my approach right then. You know, just go for it. Like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And that was good. I loved it. That's so. so cool. Yeah. So that, I love spoken word. I haven't done it in a while, though. That's a good, uh, good to get back into it. All right. All right. So we're going to pop over to Genevieve for a second. Um, we heard, uh, we heard, I heard, I know uh, that you did Irish tap dance oh, once no. upon a time. <laughs> True story. Uh, although I couldn't, I couldn't find video footage of this, although Dang. there probably is. Maybe we do Martin have a, we do have a photo. If we want to pull up this photo. Uh, actually today, mom. this morning, he was like, pick mommy's favorite song and he would scroll to the Irish dance song and he picks it and he dances. Oh. <laughs> it's so Mama's favorite song. One time actually Genevieve was having a hard day and she was actually in the room, maybe in tears, I don't know, just like not doing a good time. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lucas, what do you want to do? And he said, 
play Mama's favorite song. And he, went, and he came running in with Spotify with my Irish dance music. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so yeah, cute. Yeah, I was like, well done, Lucas. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> no, you're gonna cry. No. <laughs> I guess someone was crying on this episode. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Go the camera back over there. Look, you guys, she's crying. <laughs> Postpartum, man. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm not meaning to make light of it. It's, it is really sweet that even he's, I mean, he, Lucas is two years old and the fact that he can empathize and yeah. be there for you. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a cutie. He's a winner. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we'll, we'll switch over to Mark real quick. Give Genevieve Thanks. a little bit of time to recover. Sorry. So jumping over to Mark. Um, so I hear that you love data analysis. Is that true? <laughs> yes, is it, all about the data. Is it, do you, what do you do for a living? Does it have to do anything with, with data <laughs> I analysis? Am, I am a data analyst at Facebook. So <laughs> awesome. I do uh, love getting my hands dirty in a spreadsheet and geeking out about numbers and data. So, so I mean, that's an awesome occupation but uh, we we hear that you like to bring that sometimes you like to bring your hope ho your work home with you your <laughs> love for data home with you so so, so we may we have heard that um for, for for lucas's first year of life that you tracked all of his poopy diapers and wet diapers they're separate um and his sleep every day this entire first year of life and you wanted to make a dashboard to predict his sleep. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit more about true? this? Yeah. Tell us how it worked out. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest conundrums and I think potential market opportunities <laughs> is predicting children's sleep, yeah. especially newborns. Because we're like, of course, what, of what in the world's going on? Like this kid won't sleep. I just want him to sleep. Is it how much he ate? Is it how much he pooped? Is it how much he slept already? Variables, yeah. Yeah, there's so many variables, and it's like you're just like a parent in the dark in a fog because you're tired and you don't know what's going on. Like, just sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the data's got to help us with this. So I tracked all the data. I even downloaded it all. Had a big spreadsheet, but I just a little too busy, you know. Um, working as a spiritual facilitator, working a full time job, getting your master's, getting my master's mm. with a new kid that. I never got to create the algorithm. I mean. But you did look at it almost hourly. <laughs> I, I was. With, with Ella, I am much more hands-on. I am living for the subtle shade. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> Back and forth. That's how you know it's real love. <laughs> it's, 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 this moment is still with Ella, so I'm like, do we have enough data? I'm, I'm like, like I Mark, I'm not going to track her sleep. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've given it. We really just Genevieve's like, I don't get enough sleep. Why would I track, track her, her sleep? sleep? <laughs> You know, some things data can't solve, but it can help. I'm a big believer. And how does Lucas sleep now? <laughs> oh, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible. Still a bad sleeper, so I needed that algorithm real bad. But even if they told me the answer, I don't know if I could do anything. So. Mm. Yep. Um, hopping back over to Genevieve for a second. Um, you are a tennis aficionado. Oh, no, yeah. Um, so tell us about your, your tennis history. Tell us about... Um, I think you were an intramural champion while uh, your senior year. Let's Actually let, let five times. Five <laughs> times? Okay, I was only there for one year. Shirts on shirts on shirts on shirts. <laughs> I got all those intramural championship shirts. I never got Where one. did your love for tennis come from? My mom. Actually, my mom played tennis in college. Oh, at, no way. Yeah, at USC. 
Oh, um, shoot. She's like kind of a big deal. <laughs> no, she's, <laughs> she's really good. And so when I was like Lucas's age, like could barely walk, she was teaching me how to play tennis. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So my mom taught me. I played through high school. But my love was Irish dance, as you saw. Mm. And tennis was kind of like on the back burner. Backburner, she wins five intramural championships. I know. It's just something I do on the side. Uh, I did almost play at Santa Clara University. I talked to the coach and I was going to walk on, um, but then I realized that it was not my dream to do that. So, Mm. like, last minute type of like realization that I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to dedicate my whole college career to most likely like Santa Clara's Division I tennis. So, most likely, like, being a practice player, helping them. And, I mean, that's great, but it just I decided it wasn't for me. So yeah. I went on to win five intramurals instead. <laughs> no sweat. No sweat. All right, one more thing before we kind of hop into our next segment. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we heard... Oh, no. I'm, I'm a little upset, Kev. I know. I'm a little upset because I, I got some bad news okay. earlier today. Um, and w- actually, we've talked about this on our podcast um, if you guys watch Big Bro's episode, I said, if you pour milk before the cereal, full disrespect. Full disrespect from Anna. Full disrespect. Mark told you that because we listened to your episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it true? I love, I can't eat the cereal if the cereal was poured first. I'm no, sorry. It's true. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's it. We're ending. You had no idea. Podcast. We're ending the podcast. We're ending our friendship. Nine years to this moment. <laughs> I've made her a bowl of cereal in the morning and she won't eat it because it's too soggy. It like gets soggy because you want the crunch of yeah, the cereal. I want the crunch, you know. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but it's just a quirk. I, I know. know. I literally wrote pours milk before cereal atrocious (laughs) which is what mark said earlier also he was like pours she pours milk before cereal atrocious (laughs) okay now that we have fully uh shaded you for for your atrocious ways of living i'm okay with it just for the record (laughs) thank you you do you disrespect Uh, before we get into our next segment, we have uh, kind of a explain that gram, but really explain that picture. Explain that picture. These yeah. were lifted from Facebook, actually. Oh, no. um, that's that's how old these guys are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pew pew. Uh, so we're gonna show some pictures, and then if you guys could just explain around what's, what time this was, what's, what's going happening. on. Yeah. Oh, no. Give us, give us, give us a little more info. So we have, um, I think it's a Halloween photo. I hope. Let's I hope. show this oh, no. first photo. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, so what, when was this? Nice. <laughs> uh, that was when she was dating Peter Parker. Oh. Wow. Before? Interesting, wow. interesting, interesting take on it. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, that was, I think our freshman year, right? She, uh, freshman year, yeah. yeah. She wore a Niners jersey, and I was like, that's amazing. He that was like, a, that's cute. That needs a hug. <laughs> oh, my. Um, it's funny, because when I showed Kev this photo, he was like, oh, they're so cute. And I was like, they weren't dating at the time. And I was like, wow, that's it. Look how far this hug has come. Yeah, that says a lot, right? Yeah, that's a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a long story, yeah. 
<laughs> Care to elaborate, Mark? Not really. <laughs> I also love the. Can I just say I love the extensiveness of how his Spider-Man costume was. It was literally a red sweatshirt and a mask. <laughs> I love it. That's red so hoodie funny. and a mask. You guys yeah. are matching, though. You're matching. Need the silly string. That's awesome. All right, so let's hop into this next photo. Ooh. Oh yeah, SCU. Yeah. There you go, I Santa Cruz. Was, that was also our freshman year. Before we were dating. Before yeah. you guys were dating. <laughs> <laughs> the friendship was says these the friendship was before growing. Before we were dating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do see a little bit of um, I would tension of sorts, um, <laughs> as if maybe there were some feelings there. Do we want to talk about that? <laughs> Yeah, actually, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we uh, we were actually neighbors in the dorm our oh. freshman year. Okay. I had a suite, and around the corner was Genevieve's suite she was in. Okay, okay. We slowly learned that we were two people in our suite that um, stayed sober the most often. Okay, okay, okay. Hence, we had opportunities to just hang out while other activities were going on. Got it. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah, the friendship started there, and there's definitely, there's always been chemistry, for sure. Ooh, wow. Genevieve, what's your take on that period of life, that time period? <laughs> so, you know, Mark sends a lot of mixed signals. Oh. <laughs> I'll just cut to the chase, you know? I did, I did. Yep, I'll, own it. I'll own it. Yeah, go for it, go for it. But a lot of the times he would say, you know, I really like you, but God hasn't given me a sign to date you yet. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> How do you fight that? What, what a line. Yeah, what, what do you say? What do you say to that, you know? Well, it's like pull the God card right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was at a place in my spiritual journey Anna my freshman year of college. Anna looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I, you know. I, I wanted a very clear sign. I don't know. I just. So if you guys. Uh, we are a pretty open book over here. PSA yeah. to our audience. If you yeah. ever don't want to date someone, just say, God isn't giving me the sign right now. <laughs> Lord, give me a sign. <laughs> no rebuttal. Don't no rebuttal. <laughs> the best I, I, I can say is, it. I will pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, time and place. Time and place. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dating, uh, can we pull up the next photo? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, uh, then yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Anna actually took this photo. She told me right before this, and I said you were on their first date. <laughs> Wait. I was like, no, I ran into them really coincidentally. Actually, yeah. uh, I was skating around and I ran into them. Yeah, this was like right as Mark was walking me home from our first date. Mm -hmm. Wow. On, was it? It was the day before. For Valentine's Day, 2012. Wow. 2013. 13. 2013. 2013. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a streak here. Let's keep it, let's keep it up. So, so tell us a little bit about your first date. Oh, no. Go for it. Go for it, Mark. Um, so I'm just going to keep my streak going. Our I'm first date is great. Yeah, our first date was great. Um, we went. <laughs> I'm going to talk about what we talked about on our first date, though. Okay. Great. Yeah, which is a good one. Um, well, we'll talk about the cool, the cute part first. Yes, the cute part first. Um, I uh, we went to a coffee shop that my friend owns, and uh, her name is Genevieve Bever. 
And so I made him have the drink of the day be the, the Genevieve beverage. Oh. <laughs> it was like on the little whiteboard there as we got there. And it was like very caffeinated. Um, clever. And so we ordered her own specialty drink. Wow. That's cute. Just as, a, just as a side reference, if you guys hear anything in the background, that's, please ignore it. It's, it's just, <laughs> Lucas just doing his thing, you know. Lucas He's is moving his table right now. He's so. rearranging the chairs. <laughs> yeah, right? so. Lucas, where are you going, buddy? He's like, I'm a producer too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's and, then we, and then we went out to pizza, or Italian food, and then went stargazing. Wow. Right? Yeah. And then we went home. But you should tell them about your, our first conversation at pizza. Because that's important. Yes. That's really it's important. It's part of our story. Um, you know, on the first date, I, oh. you know, we had been friends for a long time. Lucas, <laughs> 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 stop, buddy. Where are you going? His face. I wish y'all could see his face. Just <laughs> don't worry. I'm being quiet. <laughs> He, he moved a pretty far distance with that Yeah, chair. that was... I was like, what is this sound? <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Um, that that right. conversation. Yeah, yeah that so conversation. The, yeah. So we've been friends for a long time, mm -hmm. and we definitely had... Year. Yeah, we had a good oh. friendship. There's always kind of something there, and like we we're finally going for it. And on the first date, I was just like, hey, you know, if our relationship's not going to work out, there's three reasons why I think it might not work out. I okay. just like putting it what out there. What a way yeah, to wow. lead you know, on a like, first date. It's, it's great. You know. but, and one of those things was that you're Catholic, I'm Protestant. I don't know how that's going to work out. Hmm. And with kids, with church, with um, our relationship, finding a church together. So I just, I was kind of straight up about it. And yeah. uh, I also was going through like a spiritual mini crisis after uh, being abroad where I was like, I don't think I'm like in the right place with God. I don't know. I was kind of... Um, uh, yeah, it was just that was our conversation, you know, that Genevieve likes to tell people. Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> just put it out there, and you got to We addressed, we talked about that a lot throughout our relationship, and it was an important thing to work through. Absolutely, I think from from the get go, you already knew that, you know, like you, it, the fact that you were already thinking these things, I think was just, you know, that was awesome, and just, I mean, I mean, I don't. <laughs> it's it's very I, mean, I don't think awesome is the uh, word I would say maybe subtle, subtle as a brick to the head yes, exactly <laughs> perfect I think it's very intentional yes like our dating and our marriage is always very intentional that's mm. awesome and open and communicative and I love that yeah especially I mean on the first day to, to be honest about that conversation and be like hey I mean I don't know if I would talk about, okay, this is where our relationship's going to end as it's starting, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying these are things we got to work through. Right but no, of course, yeah. being intentional about bringing that up. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh did it bar come out, Lucas? Thank you. Go eat it over there, buddy. <laughs> all right and we have one last photo before we get into our next segment and all those stories really kind of ended up into this Aww. which is beautiful so yeah tell us a little bit about this photo well it's st patrick's day my favorite holiday of the year irish dancing irish dancing <laughs> <laughs> um this is like two weeks after ella was born so 
that's she's very tiny we had a dance party in the living room we we bought special outfits for them so we wanted to take pictures and super cute you know we just set it up on a timer covid approved there you go (laughs) got a good one Oh, your family is is beautiful, yeah. and you're, I mean, you guys are glowing in in this photo. That's so awesome. We're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we want to lead into this next segment. Um, we're actually gonna do. We we figured for our first time having um, a Protestant on the podcast <laughs> that we would bring our Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, we are going to be doing the Bible Whisper Challenge. Whisper. Whisper. <laughs> so, for those that don't know how the Whisper Challenge works is, uh, one, it's going to be Kev and myself on one team, Mark and Genevieve and Ella on the other team, and we, one, one of the team members will have headphones on, and the other will be saying a Bible verse that the other team gives them. So you don't just pick your own Bible verse. That would be too easy. You'd pick the easiest one. We're going to pick a Bible verse for them. They're going to pick one for us. And we're going to switch back and forth and probably do at least one time each. Um, and just whisper it? No. So. Oh, yeah. So, so um, whoever's trying to guess the, the phrase will be wearing their, their AirPods. And so there'll be, there'll be music. Blasting. Blasting. So you can't hear anything. You'll only have to, like, read the lips. It's really reading the lips of of your partner yeah and if you guys are comfortable like blasting music i'm going to be listening to um i wouldn't recommend it as on a catholic podcast but (laughs) uh daywalker by corpse and machine gun kelly which is aggressive music um because you don't want to hear your partner so just bring it up to an appropriate level so you don't hear so blast some like lecrae or something man (laughs) yeah you can you can so what we'll do is um we will limit it to let's limit it to the gospels actually we don't want to do any old testament stuff for sake of ease <laughs> um, is like okay yeah <laughs> so we will limit it to the gospels um we will find a verse and then you guys can decide who's who's going first mark are you competitive i've heard you're pretty competitive <laughs> we, we heard you might, have met, might be a little competitive my, yes very competitive. my dad says my epitaph will say i hate losing <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm yeah you know so we're gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, All right, so we're gonna find a verse, and then we will text it. Who's gonna have the headphones on first? Um, me. Okay, and then I yeah I guess I'll 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 go first as well. Okay, okay. Um, so text it to. You guys will text the verse to Kevin, and we'll text it to Mark. Okay. So that because like obviously okay, Genevieve so can text it. the verse. Then we're gonna switch. Yeah, and then we'll switch. So I'll have, help your partner find a verse first and then text it to the person who's gonna be saying it out loud. Okay. All right, so the way it's gonna work is we have one minute on the timer um, and I have to say it word for word, the whole, whole all of it together. Um, and if we get it right, we get a point. If we don't, we don't get a point. Um, I am Daywalker by Corpse <laughs> and Machine Gun Kelly. Um, and- Ready? You guys want to start? Let's, can we get a timer? Someone? Jenny, maybe? Let, let me know when to start. And I'll, I'll crank this. Do we just have like um, like 30 seconds to try to get it? A minute. She's going, a minute. For, she's going first. Yeah, 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 I know. Right. One yeah, minute. Yeah, and then you guys will go after. I'm just picking a song. Ready? I should have even had the beginning. 
Can you hear me? Yeah, hold on. I can still hear you. <laughs> One hour later. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? No. Okay. What? Okay, I'm ready. I might be yelling. You are yelling. Oh, sorry. <laughs> ready? I'll be over here. Ready? I am the light of the world. What? I am the light of the world. I say one word. I. I am. Am the. The light. Life. Light. I am the l light of the world. Light. I am the light of the world. Of the of the world. Of the world. Whoever follows me. Whoever follows. Fo follows. Follows me. Me. Will. W what? Will. What? Will. Will. Not. Will. Will not. Will walk. Will not. Talk. Will not walk. Will not. <laughs> will what? Will not walk in darkness. Will not walk in darkness. I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. But will have the light of life. I'm the light of the world. <laughs> but will have the light of life. But one word at a time. But. But. Will. Will. Have. Have. The. The. Have the, the, the light, light of, of the world. Of life. Of life. <laughs> Time? <laughs> you didn't do it. You, didn't, you almost did it. You almost got it. You but. were so close. We were Time? so much nicer than you are to us. <laughs> Wait, have you seen it? No, she no oh. but Mark's face says it all. <laughs> Yours is a little shorter. Are they so, shorter than I am so sorry for yelling. Anna, I know. That was really impressive. That was really you, good. That was really good. That was well done, Anna. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear. I'll when put you guys it are. on noise canceling too. Oh. 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 Got them fancy. There you go. That was difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so zero points. <laughs> oh. Okay. And then we'll start start the timer once Mark starts speaking. Okay. Ready? Tell me. Ready? Now, now, Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> and has and had and ate and, <laughs> and now Jesus and ate <laughs> and his disciples at the temple. <laughs> and now Jesus and his disciples. <laughs> Now Jesus and his disciples. Now Jesus' is eight disciples. <laughs> Set out. Sat down. Now Jesus. Now Jesus. Now Jesus. And his disciples. <laughs> Sounds like you're saying eight his disciples. And, and. Nine. Okay, set out for the villages of Caesarea Philippi. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> time, time, time. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot harder. <laughs> we'll do an easy one. <laughs> I, I, we'll try and get past Jesus and his disciples. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that in the scripture. <laughs> and his disciples. And. Like, come on. Jesus ate? Okay, I give a fourth point. I think that was fourth. <laughs> what was the fourth? <laughs> now, Jesus and his disciples. Set out for the villages of Caesarea Philippi. <laughs> <laughs> now Jesus ate his disciples a with a Caesar salad at Philippi. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, so we will find another verse. Okay. We'll try to keep it. We'll we'll go easier this and we'll, time. We'll go shorter this time. Yes. Yeah, shorter yes, and easier. Yes. Um, okay. And then we'll send it to Genevieve. <laughs> okay.
Ready? Go. 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 Rather. Rather. Go rather. To. <laughs> to. The. The. Lost. Lost. Sheep. Go sheep. rather to the lost sheep. Of. Of Israel. The. Of. of the. The. House. House of, of Israel. Israel. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. His, his scripture knowing came in handy. Okay. <laughs> Great. We needed what? that point. We really needed it. Now? Yeah, okay. Okay. If, it, if, it, if, if. David? David. David. If David calls. Goes. Calls. 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 Call, calls. Calls. <laughs> if David calls. Him. 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 Lord. Or. Lord. Lord. <laughs> Lord. 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 If David, if David calls. Him. Lord. How can. How. 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 Can. And can and can and can 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 he he e he 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 be 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 his his it's his it's his his son 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 no! What was it? Okay, that was like three-fourths a point. <laughs> you were so close both times. It was everything but you the last so word. Close. He? When you put your shoulders down, I'm like, he? I'm like, he? <laughs> what was oh. the last one? Son. Son? son. Oh. If David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, GG's all around. Ella thought that was they funny won. too. <laughs> so this next segment is going to feature uh, one of my favorite people in the world. Um, Who's that? He's he's known on Instagram. Oh. Oh, I don't know if you guys can hear him. <laughs> he's known on Instagram as at baby life coach. It's my godson, Lucas Rogers. Ooh. Oh, Lukey, is that you, dude? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got a beat for y'all. <laughs> How high can you count? 20. You want to count 20? to 20? Can you show us? One, two. Nice. Three. Can you count to 10 in Spanish? <gasps> 10. Uno. Uno. Uno, two, three, cuatro, cinco, six, siete, ocho, nueve. Who's that? Who's, who, who's mommy holding? 
gonna give her a kiss? And the other two pills. Oh, look, hey, Lukey, do you, can you say your ABCs in Spanish? A B C. A B C. Lucas, we have we have one more question. Uh one more question before before you before you leave us for a little bit. Um does Baby Life Coach, this is the Instagram that you have, do you have any advice? Any advice for our audience? <laughs> Lucas, do you have any advice? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What advice do you have, Lucas? What's the advice? What's the advice, dude? <laughs> no pain. No pain. No yeah, pain. just no pain. No pain. I like that. No pain. He's way wise <laughs> yes. beyond his years. So for those of you that need to hear that, remember, no pain. No pain. No pain. No pain. You heard it here first. <laughs> One more time for the people in the back, Lukey. That. That. Oh, in the back. In the back. Oh, yeah. yeah. One more time for the people in the back. No pain. <laughs> I love it. Give it up for Baby Life Coach. Follow him on Instagram. <laughs> All right. So um, we want to we wanna jump into you guys' faith journeys. Um, and we have a lot to talk about. We want to jump into your individual faith journeys, mm -hmm. how your faith has influenced your dating, how you want to raise a family, um, all of that. So who, who would like to go first sharing about their faith journey? I can go first. Yes. Um, yeah, go for I, it. My parents both grew up in not very devoutly uh, religious homes. I think one was um, like very, very nominally Catholic. The other was, I don't think, had any religious beliefs, but my parents both had come to us uh, come to Jesus moments in in their 20s that wow. were very powerful and where they both um, encountered Christ and they dedicated to raising my family in a very um, you know Christian and, and God-centered place so I was always raised in the church um, I was raised around you know family Bible studies and family mission statements being Bible verses and wow. um, and wow. I just think my parents uh, really instilled the truth of, of God in us from a young age. I think um, my first encounter with God, like mm. personally, was when I was like 10 years old and I saw something on like 2020 about this person that goes around and like steals kids in the middle of the night from their houses. I should not have been watching that. I don't know oh why I was on. Wow. I was paranoid and for like a good month, I just locked every door and window in our house and I sat in bed like scared. Mm. And I go to my parents and like, we'll pray for you. Like, you'll be okay. Like mm. God's with you. And then I like saw a basketball player that had like Psalm 91 tattooed on his arm or something. And I looked it up and that Psalm became like my verse of like, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. And it has all these verses about God's protection. And, and as a 10 year old, I don't know, I was just like paranoid of sleeping and, and I, I prayed that verse and I felt like the spirit of God actually like comfort me. Like it was the first no. time I feel like I like had heard a lot about God, but then as a little kid, then I was like felt it. Um, and I was like, oh, there, maybe there's something to this like faith thing. And then I think my journeys went on multiple like seasons of growth in different ways. Mm. Um, 
in a junior year of high school, I think I took a step in like service in, in my youth group where my brother went off to college and I kind of had a chance to step in more leadership. And I think something happened that year that like all the shoulds I was taught growing up became like desires. Like, and I okay. think that mm. I could only really attribute that to like the Holy Spirit. I didn't one morning wake up and be like, today I want to serve, like, be welcoming to that one kid at youth group who like no one wants to talk to or today I want to go like serve the homeless or today I want to read my bible like all those things kind of I, I don't know something happened in my heart it kind of got set on fire yeah um sounds like the holy spirit yeah <laughs> looking in and through you that's awesome I think so so I think that was a big season of kind of me stepping into like a leadership role of like serving and, and going to church not like just to get something myself or even because my parents want me but because like I saw it as as my form of serving and loving and being welcoming to the to the other kids in the youth group there mm-hmm. um and then yeah my journey is when i went to college santa Clara university that was big i was homeschooled my whole life so like i definitely lived in kind of like a bubble which was mm. a great foundation a great bubble but i think santa clara and just being away at college burst that bubble um i went through some crises of faith in college where i was like who am i what do i believe um and then i went abroad and the same thing happened i feel like seasons of my life when um, no one knew me. I was like in a new place and it's kind of like a refresh of your identity. It's like, mm. who are you? Like, who do you want to be? No one, no one associated with my family or no one associated with me with the Christian club at campus or no one associated me with all these things I was before. I like had a fresh start and I was like, Am I, do I want to be associated with Jesus? Like, mm. do I want to You could stand? choose to be whoever yeah, you yeah, want I could to be. Do, I could do whatever I want and no one would know because I was in a new place. And, and so I think those, um, were instrumental moments of kind of um, questioning, challenging, doubting, and then for various reasons, coming back to um, God and coming back to Jesus. Even like being exposed to Catholicism and being exposed to a lot of different belief systems in college, just it's like, I was so sure about this in high school. Like, is it really right? Like, Mm -hmm. was I just spoon fed this? So I think God has used Christian community, the person of Jesus, encountering the Holy Spirit in a lot of different ways to just like keep me as a sheep not too far from the shepherd. So oh. I think that um, okay. Bars. I don't know what, what I've kind of like straight Bars. off or just had these seasons of, of, of challenge, um, which I think we all have. I think uh, I've been very grateful for the love of God and, and, and the community around me that has held, held me tight and I still get to continue my journey today, always growing and learning. And so that's, that's a little bit of my personal faith journey. What was a moment in which you doubted God the most? A moment in mm. your life where, was there ever a moment where you didn't believe in God or a moment where like you were doubting him so much it was, it was difficult to, to overcome that? Yeah. I think one of my stronger seasons of doubt was when I was studying abroad in Spain. And um, I, I felt like, I learned so much about the world being abroad. I learned so much about culture. I learned so much about um, people and like just seeing people being the same but different mm-hmm. like around the world. And I felt like I felt so like, um, I grew so much in my knowledge of like cultural things and that I felt like my like connection and knowledge of like the spiritual realm, like I felt like how do I really know anything about heaven? How can I really know about the afterlife like mm-hmm. how can I really believe these like crazy miracles in the Bible like I felt like I felt more disconnected as I kind of expanded my view of the world and even we encountered some amazing loving people that like were not believers whatsoever that were atheist yeah. um, and I think that also shook me a little because I think I was raised in this kind of like 
the good people are the Christians and the bad mm. people are those people like you don't you know don't trust them like it's kind of like this very in and out type of a way yeah. where you kind of have this like general just um distrust of people like not in your faith community mm. and then i like encountered people that were amazing and loving and had lives like my host family there that i really l wanted to emulate but like it had faith that's no part of it and i think that was like oh like that that I, that rocked me a bit and i was just questioning a lot of things and you yeah. kind of get to this point where you're like, does faith actually matter if here are these people who don't believe in God, who are still loving, who are still doing wonderful things, who are great people to emulate, and it's like, you get, you get to that point, perhaps, like, what does faith have to do with it then? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just, I think, yeah, those are good moments. I think I think I grew in my even theology of, like, the image of God in all people, and, like, mm -hmm. all truth being God's truth. And yes. That, like, there are great, beautiful things about all people, all religions, all belief systems, like, and there are elements of, of truth in all that. And uh, I think like the, even the Jesuit idea of like seeing God in all things and expanding my, my vision of like how big God was, was mm -hmm. also uh, a key part of my journey of not like just trashing my faith, but saying like maybe, maybe God can be working in these people's lives and there are elements yeah. of God's love that they don't, they don't say it's God's love, but I, I can see it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that was a season of, of growth. Yeah, yeah I, awesome. I, I'm always a firm believer that there can be people who can know God's love without even knowing God's name. Mm -hmm. And I think that's to be said about people who, like you're saying, who, who are living out um, God's vocation to love our neighbor as he has loved us, but maybe they don't, you know, they don't have the knowledge or they don't have the, the intel that that's God. Yeah. So, for, I mean, that may, made me think about an incident in high school. I just came back from a retreat mm. and I was a big, I was known as the Jesus freak in high school. Yeah, same. Um, and so <laughs> I was wearing my retreat shirt, as you do. Um, gotta and flex, so gotta flex. I was, it was after, I remember this, this is after PE. And this guy, he came up to me and he, he was an atheist. I mean, and, and, but I say it that way because he wanted me he to, wanted know to know that, that he was, was an atheist because I had a big cross on my shirt, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a, I went to a retreat, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, for, for Jesus, for God. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that was a part of it. Um, <laughs> and he goes, oh, I mean, I'm an atheist. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool, dude. That's awesome. Like, I'm just literally trying to get to class. And he goes, um, so what, do you see God in everything? I'm like, so, yeah i mean sometimes and he goes do you see god in me because god's not in me I'm, I'm gonna let you know that right now mm -hmm. and then as that happened as like literally f like 10 seconds later these two girls they started yelling at each other in front of us we were waiting for the bell to in order to get dismissed mm -hmm. and so these two girls started fist fighting like legitimately pulling each other's oh hair gosh. they started punching each other one got the other on the ground and this guy turns around and he runs over to them. Everyone's watching on their phones recording and he runs over to them and he pulls them apart wow. and he goes, stop guys, stop. And then I just smirk and I walk and I just walk the other way. I'm like, all right, you're I like, see. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, that's you're fine. You're in him too. So it's just, I mean, it's awesome to, to switch that perspective to think that, you know, like how, how is, how do they have such an awesome, like this living out their life, but without that faith, but really thinking, you know, maybe God is working through in and through them without them even knowing it. Cause yeah, we have absolutely. God so powerful, you know? Yeah. I feel like we kind of box God in very often to like, mm -hmm. especially even our own understanding. And I think my, a lot of my journey has been like taking God a little out of that box, whether it's in the, even the Catholic Protestant discussion, like that, that, um, 
God is probably bigger than my conception and, and, and uh, having a curiosity and openness to what that would be versus like clinging to what I've just known. Mm. Mm. I love that. So we want to switch gears a little bit and hear a little bit about your faith story, Genevieve, and yes. how it was growing up and then how that shifted as, as you got to college and et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so um, I have, was raised Catholic um, my family is actually very involved in the church growing up. I'm from L.A., um, and my parents actually ran Sunday school at our church. Really? Um, so they, like, my dad was the one, like, dancing, doing all the songs. Oh, like, my <laughs> gosh, I like, love that. He was, like, super into it, and all the kids follow. Um, so I was raised, like, being around church all the time. Um, and, um, yeah, faith was a very big part of our of my upbringing. Um, and then I went to Catholic school my whole life. In high school, we had confirmation. Hmm. And I think a big part of my story is the confirmation process where it was terrible. Um, mm. It was like really bad experience for me um, where we went on one retreat, the second year retreat. Um, and there was a time where they did perpetual adoration. And they didn't explain it at all, uh, uh, like at all. Red and flag right as, as youth ministers over here were like, like, oh, that's it. Yep. Big sigh. We like the first thing we did when we got on this retreat was went straight into uh, the church where we were staying, mm -hmm. and they separated us out, kind of like COVID style. Now. Wow, COVID style. <laughs> Six feet apart in the pews, it. right? Um, and they're like, okay, pray. And I was, I just sat there and like kids were being disrespectful, like whispering across, like passing whatever. Mm. And I just sat there thinking like, we're supposed to be like talking to this piece of bread that's on the altar and a glass of wine. Like this mm -hmm. makes no sense at all. Like, like this is terrible. This is dumb. Yeah. And I actually went home from that retreat and I talked to my parents. I was like, I don't believe in God anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, gosh. like that Super bad. Like, that bad. I know, like right? how did that go? <laughs> And my, my dad's name is Mark, too, funny enough. And I just vividly remember my mom, like, turning to my dad and saying, Mark, like, do something about this. And oh, my dad just was like, she'll figure it out, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so for, that's, like, a huge part of my faith journey. Um, and that was right around the time that my grandma was dying of cancer and passed away. So I think that also influenced it where my family was going through this crisis yeah. um, and my mom went through a crisis of faith at the same time where it's like why did why did God let my grandma die this way yeah. mm -hmm. um, so then that was like high school time um, and then when I went to college like Mark was saying it's like a time to reinvent yourself and kind of make your faith your own yeah. um, so in college at Santa Clara University I decided to go to the student mass um, on Sundays like, because it was my decision, not because my family went to church every Sunday. Mm. Um, and it really, my faith just started to become my own, by my own volition. And Mark also started inviting me to the Protestant group called CORE mm. at Santa Clara University. And um, I saw how genuine people's faith could be in a different way than I've seen it before. Mm. Um, and I learned more about the Eucharist and what the Eucharist is. Um, instead of just this piece of bread and glass of wine on top of an altar that I was supposed to be talking to. Mm. Um, and it became to life in a different way. 
Um, and my faith journey in college just slowly started to transform and um, got a lot deeper. Wow. Continually. Yeah, I remember um, when I first met Genevieve, um, mm. I actually met her through CORE, this, this Christian group on campus, which she talked about. And I remember you sharing about your confirmation because like we had such opposite experiences, like confirmation for me and oh. my experience with adoration was like when I first like was like, this means something. That was this your is, encounter. That was my encounter story. And on the yeah. opposite hand, Genevieve was sharing like confirmation was terrible for her and it mm. led her away from the church. And it's crazy that both happened during adoration. Yeah. Like your, both your stories. And, and that's the thing is like adoration those those who have experienced it know that it has the op it, there is an opportunity there for it to be very deep and meaningful if you know what's going on yeah. like you would think that i i, I it, it pains me to hear of an experience like that um but it's amazing also at the same time how god works mm. like of course like as catholics we know that god was present in that room but without any explanation of how to speak to god or how to connect with god yeah. like there was a there was a disconnect there and then i, I don't know I, I think in essence though it's still a beautiful journey that it was again we talked a little bit earlier about right, right time right place like when, for example like when you guys met each other freshman year and you may have had feelings <laughs> for each other but it wasn't in god's timing mm. and that's kind of been a theme a little bit this season timing timing yeah. when we talked about like uh vocation it's it's all in god's timing and sometimes our timing is in god's timing and, and it's it's on us as believers as disciples to to be patient and waiting for him absolutely um yeah thank you thank you for sharing that Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just a general question. How did your guys' faith traditions influence each other? Like obviously growing up Catholic, growing up Protestant, um, how did that blend um, as you guys met each other, as you guys started dating? And I know for, for Mark, the, that pizza conversation, like, I mean, from, from that point on, like how yeah, did- Yeah, you're like, we might not work out because you're Catholic, Catholic you're and Pro I'm Protestant. Okay. So how did that- <laughs> How did that work out? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> well, that was three years into this discussion, actually. So mm. we were discussing it for a while of like our differences and how we were similar. And I think for me personally, um, when I started going to Protestant church, so my entire college, I went actually went to Catholic mass on Sunday evenings, the mm -hmm. student mass on Santa Clara campus. And I went to Protestant church in the morning. So I did like double church my entire college. Double um, church. <laughs> she faithful, faithful. <laughs> that was just like, I felt really filled by it um, in different ways. And mm. I think um, my first experience in a Protestant church, I was just learning so much. Like mm. I was just absorbing so much about the Bible, about who Jesus is as a person, yeah. who he was, um, who God is, and how he can live in our lives. And I was just absorbing so much of that um, knowledge um, through Protestant services mm -hmm. and through conversations with Mark and other people through um, the Christian club on campus. Um, and women who, like, decided to mentor me, like, what? You know, like, that's pretty cool that um, women through college like decided to take me under the wing to teach me things as well yeah and I think uh, the college phase I, I think or I think her influence on me definitely grew over time I think my 
part of the reason I think it wasn't God's timing freshman year is probably because if we would have dated then, I think my my worldview and understanding would have been like, you have to abandon your Catholic faith and become like me mm. in order to make this work at all. Like that was mm. like the world I came from is like we're against each other with all these preconceptions about Catholicism and, and ideas and kind of characters and othering that like I think is very classic happens and I didn't really know anyone that had an authentic Catholic faith. And so, but I think by the time I was a senior and as I've continued to grow, it's like, I was like, that is a key foundation and I can appreciate the the beauty and, and the great foundation that was and, and the ways that it, it has formed her faith. And like, and then it's, you know, it's been, in, added to and like and and like augmented and we're kind of all changing then I've been more influenced I think as I my mind kind of got more open yeah and and I was like oh like this Ignatian spirituality thing's pretty interesting like mm-hmm. this like oh these these priests like are really cool that they're like dedicating their whole life and giving up you know the vocation of marriage and and they're just like serving in in singleness like Paul the Apostle talked about that being the best thing and I think in some process circles we've like elevated marriage like you need to get married or you're like your problem like so all that to say I think as God changed me a little bit and I became a little more um, open I think that um, a lot of the influences around me and then even serving back as a spiritual facilitator at Santa Clara I think a lot of the tenets of of even like justice too, like the the passion for social justice the mm. movement of like I had a very theological faith I think growing up a very heady like Jesus cares about what you believe. I thought the gospel was like just what you believe, which it is, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think I learned like through Genevieve a lot and through the Catholic influence around like, it's also like how you treat other people and like what you do. and it's like, How it's you like, actually implement Yeah, yeah I could believe all the best things, but if I don't do anything for the least of these, like mm-hmm. what good am I, right? And so I, I think a lot of those things change like my own worldview and, and help me to I think have a more like holistic perspective that like the gospel isn't just about um, being like saved and through being repenting of your sins and Jesus die on the cross, but like it's also about restoring this world and restoring our brokenness and like bringing that justice on earth. It's not just like the divine justice of Jesus on the cross. It's like what does justice look like in our world and how do we be the light bearers of that as Christians? So, and I think part of that was like Genevieve's influence and. Catholicism and her like more practical approach versus like she wasn't super theological about like getting in all these debates about you know cons versus transubstantiation like we just like that just wasn't like a big <laughs> there you go <laughs> like, all right there we go let's talk, let's talk about, talk about it about come on come on let's I'm go, let's go. Like, her faith was more founded in like like the love for people and and those theological things are important I'm not saying there's not differences but I think my faith has has expanded to appreciate that and, and grow so i think that's um can i just i just want to say something i was just yeah, no, no, thinking while you guys are talking um i think i can really relate to that because it for a while jenny rose and i we used to um on sundays we used to go to cathedral of faith in the morning i think they're a protestant church i think so um and so some people were like what why do you do that and then like at in the evening we used to we go to youth mass we go to mass so mm. people like why why do you go to both like what isn't that against your religion is that like what mm. isn't that are you having trouble with your faith and i'm like no it's just i think there is just something that you can always get from i mean we worship the same god we believe yep. in the same god united and by the trinity yes united by the trinity and like genevieve said in from cathedral of faith like i learned i 
first of all, praise and worship, amazing. I love their worship, their lights, everything like that. And then Pastor Ken, who's the main pastor there, there was always a message and he always like referred to scripture, which I mean, let's be honest, at mass, the only time I really hear scripture is during the readings and the gospel, um, during the homily sometimes, but the way that he connected it to um, my life, you know, I, I just, it just grew me closer to God through the word. And then when I came here and I got to celebrate the Eucharist and, and, mm. and, 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 and our traditional mass, it just, it fulfilled me in, in a different way and just, it kind of came together. Um, so it's awesome to be able to um, just put those, you know, really open up your world in order to get closer to God in a sense, um, to really know God more. Um, so since you were both from, yeah, yeah I just want to say yeah, one thing. Please. Well, I mean, I know I've talked about it before, but um, both Genevieve and Mark, I mean, I know they talked a little bit about how I've grown in my faith so much, but so much of what connected us as friends was our faith. Mm. I remember like, and I've talked about this before, so I won't go too deep into it, but when I started Santa Clara, I was shocked to see that the those that were on fire with their faith were the Protestants on campus. I was like, where are my Catholics at? <laughs> and so I was the one of two Catholics, Genevieve being the other one, <laughs> in this core Christian fellowship. And those were the people I was having faith conversations with, were other Protestants. And you know, sometimes it was debate. They're like, oh, so you're Catholic. It was always like, okay, you're Catholic, you believe this, right? And it was I know, challenging bad. conversations, but very rich at the same time. And um, th I even like bought a book called Catholic and Christian and it was all it talked all about the unity of our faith and how us coming together like is for the greater good when we have these conversations when we have these ecumenical conversations and I, I mean they had great praise and worship music mm -hmm. at core and you know like they didn't have that same you know style at the 9 p.m. mass it was it was a different it was a different type of music mm -hmm. and you know we love praising Jesus yep. and sometimes you want different kind of music yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah and yeah. so i mean i i don't know i i think i wrestled with it myself too because um part of my freshman year i was attending a protestant church sometimes not every sunday mm -hmm. and then attending mass at 9 p.m and there was when i first started doing it there was a conflict of faith i was like am yeah. i denying my catholic mm -hmm. faith by doing this and i remember like doing this research like if i partake communion with them but it's not communion. It's not real communion. In my mind, I'm like, it's not real yeah, communion. Just, they have they have yeah. bread and juice, and the, it's not. And you like take it together in remembrance of <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, it's and like, it sounds similar, but it's not exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I remember I was like, am I denying my Catholic faith? And I had to do research before I allowed myself to have communion at this Protestant church. I was like, is this legal? <laughs> like I had to look it up. Anna and I had lots of conversations. About yeah, this. and like what I found out through my research was like, if it is to further the unity of the Christian church as a whole that it's okay and I was like okay cool like I'm doing this for unity and like mm -hmm. I had to like get in that mindset yeah. to even do that because growing up uh, I was the I was the Catholic that was hated on by Protestants like oh you need a rosary to pray I'm like yeah I will use a rosary to pray I would like fight Absolutely. for Mama Mary like let's go <laughs> and so I don't know it's it was so interesting like growing with you guys in the faith because you guys inspired me and Genevieve especially was was there for me like when she met me as a freshman, I was a punk freshman who was reckless and impulsive, and she had a lot of patience. They definitely just caught my face. In <laughs> oh, I didn't catch your face, so I can see it in the edit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, th I think there is richness in ecumenical conversations and in yeah. unity and in having this faith that 
um, you can learn so much more about God. Absolutely. And I think, I think on both sides, like, well, obviously there's more denominations, but focusing on like the Protestant and Catholic sides, I feel like we need to be more like welcoming in with each other in, in terms of like coming to mass. Cause I, you're right. When Jenny and I went, we, I felt very uncomfortable, like very like out mm. of place. Um, and that, that kind of wore off, but then there was a moment um, and I might keep this in, I might not, because <laughs> I don't want to bash, because I love Cathedral Faith, like I, I still would go there. Um, it's, we, we loved it so much, we used to bring friends over, you know, just Catholic friends, and um, somebody that is actually going to be a priest, a Catholic priest now, we brought him over, um, because we wanted him to experience it, and, and to see what it was about, and why we went. And so we went, and it just so happened, um, and this is not bashing on the, the, the church as a whole, it, maybe it was just that guest speaker, but a guest speaker came, oh, no. um, and so we were in the crowd, and you know, people were just welcoming us and everything everyone was welcoming and then during the um the main sermon uh i guess there was a moment where he said turn on the lights raise your hand if you were raised catholic oh no and yeah and then 70 and obviously i'm like (laughs) like i am and a a lot of people more than half of the half of this the room was um or the state the worship space was um and he says exactly and then um i think he went on into saying like and and now you found the 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 real faith and this and that blah 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 and so that and being with somebody that was actually starting to be a priest we were like oh i'm so sorry dude like we really didn't know um but i mean that was that one incident you know that's one situation but not you know there cathedral faith is awesome just to put that out there um and we'd go again but it was a great story because i had moments like that there was a guest speaker at core Oh, I my, really? it made my blood boil. But like, it, they thought it was funny to make fun of Catholics, or like, like, and I just, I was, and everyone's laughing in the room, and that was very isolating. I remember yeah. being very uncomfortable with that moment because it's like, dude, I'm Catholic and I'm here, and you're making me feel like I don't belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually another big part of our story and how our marriage is working, <laughs> uh, works <laughs> because we had to find a church to go to together, right? Um, because faith is a big part of who we are as individuals and as a couple. Um, And so it's been a journey to find the church that is a good fit for both of us. Um, Because while we were dating, we actually went to a church where there were comments like what you're sharing. Um, I was like very oblivious to it. It's like classic, like kind of like a privileged perspective. Like I just don't think of it. I'm like, oh, they like made a joke about about the Pope or like or yeah. I don't know and I think I just am not aware of it until someone tells me and it was mm-hmm. always like where Catholics were used as the negative example mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I would go and be like Mark did you hear that and I had to start like tapping him every time it was said so, so that, he'd be that aware he of could it. Yeah. become aware of it because he wasn't he wasn't didn't understand it, it just yeah. didn't click mm-hmm. it's kind of like what we we're talking about and what you were talking about in the beginning of understanding our privilege and um being able to recognize the minority right Mm. um and so anyways we ended up changing churches and it was an answer to prayer the river church community where we go now um they're super catholic friendly um they quote saints in their in their sermons respect respect they like promote the Ignatian examine they talk about Ignatian spirituality like almost every other week they're like quoting dropping some Catholics and I'm like (laughs) wow this is great Um, but they have a very uh, like deep respect for the Catholic faith which is 
what yeah. I love. It was it was a game changer. I think for our our, our biggest tension dating was about the church we were going to. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, yeah, I, I think I needed it was the best decision we made to find a church together when we got married that um, we could both feel like was home and that that was sensitive and and loving to her. Just like if I think. Uh, you know, I, I just was pretty blind to that, and I think it's been a journey of coming, becoming aware and also, like, trying to, from my side of it, of, like, the process, be like, hey, like, let's let's not make, like, those jokes, or, like, can, like, actually appreciating our brothers and sisters, and, like, can we find things that unite on? Like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I think our church would do a lot with, um, would partner with other churches, but also Catholic churches to serve the community. Like, there's so much we can unite on. Yeah. And I think we just focus on trying to other the other person, and, and I don't think that's what Jesus would want. Amen. Yeah. But I wanted to talk a little bit about how you guys spoke of kind of serving in, in the justice aspect of your faith, and how your mm-hmm. faith has inspired you um, to be passionate about social justice, and how that has influenced how you guys live your life, or how you, your own worldview, especially like with, with justice issues and, and things in which um, you have seen God's teachings and, and the faith inspire you to live out your lives. And I mean, Mark, you're wearing a shirt that says Seek Justice. <laughs> <laughs> IJM, International Justice Mission. It's a lot of great work fighting human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I think a foundation of our relationship has been serving other people and we find a lot of life in that. I think I think sometimes like the best community is actually built by like doing things to serve others together. Yeah. Um, that's why like mission trips or, or certain just getting out there and doing that together is uh, builds a lot of community and, uh, and I think for our relationship it's always been a really important part of who we are and, and growing and it, it's something we uh, both are like, passionate about and have tried to do throughout our relationship mm-hmm. in our marriage. Yeah, like some examples are when we were dating, we would babysit for other couples just so they could go on a date. Things, like more smaller things. We, um, we serve like a lot of youth. Um, yeah, youth from like East, San, East, East San Jose area, area, like mentoring, guiding, and, and trying to together kind of help them find a job, help them, um, you know, make their way academic. She's an academic counselor for hmm. by profession, so she's very uh, good at that. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think both of our faith journeys have, cha- have a developer change or kind of seen the need to bring the light of the world um, like in all aspects of, of, this, of this world. Um, and one, one thing that we're especially passionate about is, is foster care. Yeah. And um, we're really involved with this organization called Foster the Bay that um, raises up foster families amongst churches all throughout the Bay Area. Um, their vision is so that the, one day there will be a waiting list of families for kids instead of a waiting list of kids for families. Mm. Um, well. and, and that's been something we wanted to foster one day, um, and we've been really inspired by, by that organization. But really, they partner with churches, with primarily Protestant churches, yeah. um, to raise up a foster family in each church in Santa Clara County. And we're like, man, the cat. This is something the Catholic Church should totally get behind yeah, too. Like, like, like absolutely. Like what no is presenting? What is like? There are 54 parishes in the diocese exactly, of San Jose. And yeah. We had 54 more loving foster families and homes for these children that uh, are waiting. Yeah. Then how much richer, like, yeah, the like, kingdom of heaven would be? Yeah. Like, wh- why could we not unite on that? Like, we mm. both, you know, care about the the families, care about these. 
yeah. kids that are bouncing from home to home have experienced a lot of trauma. Like, I think there's a lot of opportunities like that. Yeah. Um, where I, I would love, we would love to be pioneers of, of bringing, you know, more, uh, ecumenical service opportunities. I mean, our long-term vision is to maybe bring that type of a, of an organization to Los Angeles if we mm. move down there. Um, you know, so, and, and that'd be cool to get all sorts of types of churches around the mission of loving, loving these kids that have been really, really hurt. Absolutely. So it's, it's pretty awesome. So that's yeah, amazing. I think that's it's been a huge part of our, of our relationship. And, and I think our, our current mission, we want to raise our kids to, to see those in need and, and love everyone and Absolutely. that practice their faith, whether, whatever your religious beliefs are. Yeah. I think that's actually leading into our next question of how, how has your, your faith now, your faith formation, how has that influenced how you've decided to raise your children? Totally. That was a large part of our dating discussions, too. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, if we have kids, like, are they going to say that they're Catholic or Protestant? Yeah. You know? um, we did choose to baptize Lucas in the Catholic Church, um, mm. and that was, uh, like, Nina, Anna. Anna. I was stoked. <laughs> Very <laughs> stoked about it. <laughs> um, our kind of middle ground was, like, generally... We would go to Protestant services every Sunday, and then our kids would go to Catholic school um, mm. so that they could experience both. Um, and we would teach them both as well. Um, but our journey to baptize Lucas and Ella soon um, into the Catholic Church um, was a lot of reasons. Do you want to talk about it? You can talk about it better. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I I was really passionate about our kids being baptized um, yeah. as infants, um, and bec- because I believe that, I mean, I believe that we should baptize our kids um, mm-hmm. into the family of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a declaration that we are making as parents to raise them in the church, mm-hmm. and um, a declaration that we're going to. Um, teach them about who God is and who Jesus is in throughout their lives, like from when they're a child, um, like praying with Lucas before bedtime to like when he's a teenager and has deep questions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our commitment through baptism. We're committing to that. Um, and whereas Mark was like, I don't know about infant baptism. He was actually baptized as an infant. Really? Um, Presbyterian oh. Church. Nice. And then I was baptized again as an 18 year old um, <laughs> because I. I, yeah, I'm probably like, there's a little bit of adult infant baptism in Protestant circles, and I probably more lean toward the adult baptism, mm-hmm. um, but I can understand both sides of it. Um, yeah. And so, I, but to me, it like wasn't a hill I'm just going to die on. Like, I think our big things like focus on the essentials. We unite in the essentials, but there are some big things like baptism, but it's still not, um, to me at least, it wasn't like I'm going to think that my kids ruined for whatever, whatever oh, gets baptized in the, yeah. whatever church he gets baptized. Like yeah. it's his. And, and so that was kind of our, our, um, yeah, I think, I think like it's kind of give and take in a lot of different ways, um, mm-hmm. in both of our, in our relationship. And so I wasn't like upset about it all. I was supportive, a hundred percent supportive of him being baptized and our kids being baptized. But I think also and our I other, I think maybe how uh, it's unique is that if, when it comes to confirmation, mm-hmm. maybe partially influenced by my experience mm. through the confirmation process, but I w- would really want Lucas and Ella to make their decision whether yeah. they wanted to be confirmed because that's their choice, whether exactly. they want to 
become adult members in the Catholic mm-hmm. Church, right? Um, and I would want them to actually fully make that decision where I felt like I had to go to confirmation and yeah. that was what was expected of me. Um, so that would be something that I would want them to really make that decision. Or if they wanted to get baptized again as an adult like Mark did, mm-hmm. like we would fully support that decision in wow. their faith journey. Absolutely. So. Ella, Ella was saying that she wanted to be confirmed. I don't know. Ella was like, yeah, let's get confirmed. <laughs> so I'm assuming for when you got um, Lucas baptized, did you guys have to, you had to go to baptismal classes mm-hmm. and stuff. How was that for you, Mark? Like uh, learning about all of, like preparing was, for all of yeah, that. Yeah, it was great. I We were really in the b- building, the dorm we were in at Santa Clara. There's a, a priest that lived there that we worked Father with Shola, closely. Shout out. Father shout Shola. out to Father Shola. <laughs> <Bo> <laughs> um, we love him a lot. And so I I really loved to learn. I was interested to learn more about it. And um, I think I, I love meeting with him and asking him questions and understanding aspects of the Catholic faith. And I think mm. the, I, I definitely, my parents also like, tell me all about infant baptism and why they believe the scriptural foundation for it and, yeah. and the tradition of the church over the, the decades of baptizing infants. So mm. I definitely, um, decades, centuries. I've <laughs> <laughs> <Decades. laughs> baptism for like 20, 30 years now. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, I think I enjoy learning and, and continually like appreciate understanding the, the Catholic faith. And yeah. I, I think it's really, it has augmented my own and, and, given me a, a appreciation and a p- larger perspective so that's yeah, awesome it's been good well thank you both for sharing your faith journeys it's very inspiring it's awesome to get to know you guys a little more and hopefully if you're listening that was you know very inspiring yeah. for you as well especially as like families and seeing how like your faith is influenced how you're choosing to to raise your children and just being passionate about mm. the faith that was like, yeah. adorable she's, right now she's smiling like, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but really, thank you. <laughs> thank you both. Thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. Honored to be here. So our last segment is to ask you guys one deep question each. You will give us a number between 1 and 200, just so you know. The questions get deeper as the number gets higher. Do with that what you will. Um, so what, what number do we want do for we, this deep question? A 170. Oh, oh, she she went oh, high. Deeper. She went high. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if you were given a chance to explore the oceans, go to outer space, or visit 50 different countries, which one would you choose and why? Oh, a thousand percent 50 different countries. Mm. Because I love learning about people's different cultures and, um, yeah, learning about different people and how we are all similar and all different. So, awesome. Yeah. Love that. Love what about you, Mark? What, what number? Uh, 116. 116. So what? Okay. That's so funny. Um, what is your favorite song and why? <laughs> uno, uno, seis, boy. Uh, <laughs> my favorite song. Um... um Ella says, pick one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm struggling so hard to pick a song. Ella says, pick a song. <laughs> um, I really like this song uh, by an artist we like called Kevin Toke. That oh. is uh, Step by Step is what it's called. Step by yeah, Step. Y'all okay. look him up. It's actually the song like for Lucas I would sing to him before he was born. Oh. And 
it's just like taking it step by step, day by day, doing it my father's way. And oh. I try to listen to that. It's a very calming song. It's a great song. It's Kevin, T-O-Q-E. We can lo we'll link it. Yeah, we'll link, we'll link it down below. Yeah, step by step. I love the song. It's like my like. He played at our wedding. He played He's like voice of an angel. Yeah, that's great. I like that song. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on our podcast. Um, we are going to link your uh, Instagrams down below, if that's okay. Great. So you can follow Mark at Mark Rogers Uno Uno Seis One One Six. You can follow Genevieve at at Genevieve dot a dot rogers or at one day at a time kitchen no. what? <laughs> she didn't know we were going to plug that one uh, you can also follow lucas lukey rogers my godson at baby life coach he give them a follow drop some wisdom he's the one you should really follow baby yeah life yeah coach. yes no pain no pain no pain no pain at all <laughs> All right. right. Well, thank, thank you guys you so, so much. much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. We thank had a blast. <laughs> thank you for tuning into our podcast. This has been Modern Day Disciples. Make sure to like and subscribe. You can comment down below. We'll answer your comments. Follow us on Instagram at mddpodcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at mddpod. Follow our YouTube channel at mddmedia. Make sure to hit that bell so you're notified whenever we post new content. Happy Sunday. And get your booty to, to church. church. Bye. Bye. Are you guys still there? I can, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Ella, say something. And she's going, eh. Ella, do you want to say something? She says, I have a poopy diaper. <laughs> I have a big poop. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>